We are going to jump in, and I, I just read, I'll just read it again, that passage, um, or just a part of the passage from John chapter 15, uh, which is where our theme for the month comes from and what's kind of guiding our, um, what we're doing a, a little differently this, this month. But uh, let me read it again. So I am the vine. This is Jesus speaking in John 15. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So that's that the image, the metaphor of Jesus is the vine, and we are the branches. It's in staying connected, remaining in, abiding in him that we find life and our source uh, and are able to bear fruit. If you missed last Sunday, I, uh, I talked about how we tend to be great at theory and conversation in the church. So we can talk about some concept of living out our faith and, we, we, and, and think about it and then talk about it with each other, but when it comes to uh, but when it comes to practice, actually putting it into practice in real life and, and a deeper level of relationship than just conversation, that is accountability, practice and accountability, we tend to struggle a little bit more. So um, some of you know that in January we often would hold small group discussions around tables. We might use some video content. We just sort of strip things back a little bit. I wanted to uh, do it a little differently uh, this Sunday and instead of doing theory and conversation, which we're generally fine at, instead focus more on practice and accountability. And that means, uh, so I'm going to share briefly, more briefly than I usually would, about sort of a half sermon, um, and then take a period of time um, where we actually put something into practice. Now, you can ignore the sheets I've given you for now. Um, uh, see, some of you are reading them, oh, do I have to study this? Is this a test? No, just leave it aside. We'll come to that in 10 minutes or so. Uh, so part of this month is, and I'll talk a bit more about this in a minute, but I want to encourage you to connect with one or at most two other people over the course of the rest of this month, if you can, and share with them what you are practicing, what you're struggling with, what you're learning when it comes to your walking day by day with Jesus. Um, just to have that accountability, have that uh, uh, checking in on each other, praying for each other. There's many ways we can do this. I'll say a bit more about that in a minute. But these two things, putting something into practice, we'll spend a little bit of time on Sunday mornings doing that, and journeying with one other person or at most two on that. Last Sunday, I shared this thought. A wandering mind is a gift from God which when I first heard that, I was like, hang on a minute, how is a wandering mind in prayer, that is, a gift from God? One on wonders and then I get distracted from prayer. But in fact, your mind wanders to where your treasures are because Jesus says where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. So uh, where your mind wanders to, we have an opportunity and you may get to practice this again today if your mind wanders off in our quiet time um, to go, okay, that's a treasure that might be an idol 
that's taking God's place in my heart and I can bring that back and lay that at his feet and give God uh, your heart again. Uh, and this leads to contentment and joy and peace. So you can check, what, go back and watch that online if you, if you want to. Um, today, think about this branch connected to the vine metaphor that Jesus uh, uses to describe our relationship with him. Uh, and let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen a vine that's perfectly, the branches are perfectly straight. So here's the vine and the branches just go, and they're like really straight lines like, like poles, right? Maybe, maybe what, what do they usually look like? The branch kind of goes, like it wanders a bit, doesn't it? So maybe let that image kind of stick in your mind. They go, you know what? I am going to wander. My mind is going to wander. That's part of what it means to be a human being. Our minds wander here and there. So we can be honest about that. Uh, we can talk with God about those ways our heart and our mind is wandering. So that's just where we were last week. Today I want to talk about something that's uh, uh, kind of the opposite side of, of things, um, and that is... Is something that's absolutely vital for the branch to stay connected to the vine and to continue to grow and have a good connection. Jesus' metaphor, the, we are the branches, he is the vine, uh, is fairly clear and straightforward. It, only when we're connected can that branch then bear fruit. Um, but there's something that's not mentioned in John 15 that's also pretty important to this healthy connection of the branch to the vine. It's not mentioned in the scripture, uh, either what I read or any of the rest of John 15 or the metaphor. Um, but anyone with a knowledge of how grapevines grow and how they're set up would understand how vital this is. Uh, maybe you've, you've driven through the Swan Valley or Margaret River wine region recently. Anyone been on holidays in, and driven through any of those areas? It, you know, most of us would have at some point and remember. Uh, what do you see in the vineyards? When you look at the vineyards, what do you see? Just tell me. Sorry? Yeah, you see straight, straight lines of, of trees, yep, or of, of vines. And... You see the mesh over the top? Yeah, the mesh over the top. Both the, you know, the mesh is, is important, that's keeping the bugs away and stuff. But what, is it just vines and branches? Okay, the, the, the back row is getting it. Anyway, what's it called? It starts with a T. The trellis. If it was just vines and branches, would they be growing? Or, you know, where would the branches be going? That they would struggle to have the support they need to be able to grow effectively and then to bear fruit and then to continue growing, etc. Especially in the seasons where the, the fruit has all been harvested or a new vineyard is being planted, this is what you see. Sometimes you only see the trellis and this little stump that's about to grow and it's going to need that support. Um, here's a, a photo, right? It's very, very clear. Here's the, the guys working and you know, helping the, the vine um, on the trellis. Uh, this is a structure that helps support the branches. It's the same for us. We need... Some of us like this more than others, but we need structures to support us, particularly when it comes to remaining connected to Jesus and abiding. If you don't feel like your connection, your, your um, uh, remaining in Jesus is strengthening, 
and growing and developing, you might want to look at the structures that are in place that support your walk with him. There's um, very clearly, you can see from that photo, if we just put that back up, there's two parts to a vine trellis. Very, very simple. There's the vertical posts and there's the horizontal wires. It's not that complicated. (laughs) Vertical posts, horizontal wires. The posts are uh, sturdy and solid, but without the horizontal wires, the posts would also have limited value because then the branches would sort of just droop off this way. And it's a metaphor, I think, for two kinds of structure that we need, vertical and horizontal. So I'll just speak briefly about these, and then we're going to do an activity together. Uh, the vertical, uh, sometimes people talk about the vertical relationship uh, that we have with God. Um, we need structure in our prayer life, our talking, communicating with God. Uh, we need some kind of structure in place that helps us stay regularly connected, that, that this regular communicating with our Heavenly Father, something that keeps you coming back to that vertical communication, whether we feel like it or not. Because I don't know about you, but I've certainly had times where I don't feel like praying, and sometimes the structure, the pattern, the rhythm just keeps me coming back. And the good news is that we are spoiled for choice. There are... Daily devotionals and patterns of prayer and prayer tools coming out of our ears these days. You can, there's so many different tools and kind of prayer structures, uh, patterns, if you like, that you can use. The bad news is we're spoiled for choice. (laughs) So we don't end up choosing anything. Oh, well, I'll just wing it. And that's not helpful either. The main point is we find, if we find a structure, something that is sturdy, something we can stick to, depending on what's working for you, keeping it flexible for sure, but something that encourages that flexibility and creativity and genuine communing with God, it's really helpful. I think one of the reasons that uh, Lectio 365, now some of you know this is an app that many of us use, um, a reason, I think one of the reasons it's become so popular is that it's not overwhelming. Uh, it's not this sort of, right, I've got like to, you know, work through a quarter of the Bible every morning and it, it's, it's fairly simple. It's about 10 to 12 minutes a day. It doesn't do all the work for you. Excellent. If I just listen to the devotional, I've spent time with God because that person wrote it all for me and wrote all the, you know, it actually encourages some of your own. You talk to God now. You pause now and pray. Um, but it's also guided. And it's centered on the Word of God. It's focused on a passage of Scripture that we reflect on, then reflect, then, then reflect on again. Um, so it's centered on the Bible. Uh, but no prayer structure, if you want to call it that, is going to ensure that you and I stay connected to Jesus just because we use it. We, you know, this is this is clear. Anything, uh, any devotional that gives us the illusion that we've spent time with God just because we've read it is probably not very helpful. Um, but we need something. Something that gives a structure to support this abiding relationship with Jesus. The second part of the grapevine trellis is the horizontal wires. And we need this horizontal structure in our horizontal relationships as well. That is our relationship with ships with each other. Practices that will support our connection to Jesus. Um, there's usually on a, if you think about a grape trellis, there's usually multiple wires, one on the top, then down, then down again. Uh, it's not just one wire across. Same with um, our 
relationships with each other in the body of Christ. There's the pattern of gathering weekly with believers on Sunday. There's a pattern of meeting with a smaller group of people, maybe a, a, a couple of friends, um, maybe a one-to-one person, prayer partner. And just like vertical structures, there's a need for us to keep coming back to them and that the point is to keep coming back even when we don't feel like it. We have that pattern in place. Uh, I'm a bit tired. It's hot this morning. No, I'm going to come anyway, and that helps support us in our walk with Jesus. If church on a Sunday, uh, life group, um, all of all of these things, these structures we put in place are sort of activities where we go, when I feel like it, I'll hop along, then they're not structures at all, are they? If we're being honest with ourselves, they're just sort of, oh yeah, maybe I'll do that. But when it's something we put in place and we go, this is, this is something that will be solid, um, then that's when the support actually works. Our boys get letters home from school um, if their attendance drops below, I think it's like 95% or 90% or something like that, right? Even if we've declared that all the absences were sickness, you get this letter. Now, Mr. and Mrs. Williams, we just need to let you know that school attendance are, you know, below 90% results in lesser learning and blah, blah, blah. You know, because we know that having the structure supports the learning and the growth. But when it comes to these horizontal relationships, our, our, our structure in relationship with each other, I would say even more important than gathering here on a Sunday morning, uh, even more important than uh, small group uh, gatherings, in my view, even more important is intimate friendships where you share and you pray and you stay accountable and you support each other and you be honest with each other one or two people who you go deep with. And this is why I've wanted to encourage this this month, to give this a try if you don't already have someone that you walk closely with and share about how you're going with Jesus. My, um, my prayer, just a few people ask me, so what do you suggest doing? Uh, look, I, I think that there's so many different ways you can approach this. And sometimes just having the we'll touch base with each other every so often is is the, the most important part of it. Um, for, for me, uh, my prayer and accountability buddies, at the moment it's two other guys, so we're, we're a triplet. We meet uh, 30 to 40 minutes. I'm not saying you have to do this. I'm just giving an example. This is, this is what I do. We meet 30, 40 minutes on one set day of the week. We share how we're going. It's things like personal goals. This is how we're going in that goal we set. Um, confess sins if we have to. How we're doing in our marriages in particular. Uh, and then we pray for each other. Um, there's been other things we've done over time. What are you reading? What are you learning from that? We sort of dropped that one. Um, but just stuff you can check in on with each other. If we miss it, usually send a text message. Uh, you know, yep, we, we weren't able to gather on that particular day. Um, initially, we were a bit more structured, you know, and, and, and put some more things in place. But over time, it can be more organic because the structure of just meeting together and sharing is what's the most valuable thing. Um, and I want to... To say, like, I don't do this with these two guys because I'm a pastor. It's not on work time, very intentionally. Uh, it's not even on a work day for me. Uh, that's very intentional. This is, for me, a Luke follower of Jesus thing. Um, and I actually started with my friend, one of these guys, saying, hey, I was thinking it would be good to meet up with someone regularly so we can confess our sins to each other. Would you be up for that? So if you're looking for an invitation, a way to invite them, there you go. 
Would you like to confess your sins to me, friend? <laughs> right. I don't, I don't know. Maybe you want to approach it differently, but that's how it started for us. Now, I, I, I get it that uh, we don't jump into this stuff going, oh, yeah, awesome, sounds good. Like, it feels weird. It feels uncomfortable. It can even feel un, uh, abnormal. But normal Christianity in Australia is stressed, anxious, been declining in numbers for seven decades, and it takes a hundred Christians for just one person to become a new believer. That's the stats of normal Christianity in Australia. So maybe we do need to do things a little abnormal, a little differently. So vertical structure, a prayer structure or a pattern, horizontal some structure in our relationships to support your abiding in Christ. That's my encouragement to you today as you think about the trellis, the structure that supports the vine and the branches. In terms of a practical exercise today, I, uh, we're going to be doing a session of Lectio 365. So that is a um, one of the daily devotionals, if you want to call it that, from this app that some of you will already have on your phone, in which case you can pull it up on that if you want, but the sheet's in front of you. Um, anybody not get a sheet? Every, everyone got one? Okay, you have uh, two options today, because for those who aren't familiar, it's a guided time of prayer focused on a passage of scripture. In this case, it's from, uh, what's, what's the reference? It's from Mark 3, so twice over the course of these 10 minutes, you'd be listening to or reading Mark 3, a part of Mark 3. Um, so for about 10 minutes, the audio recording of this is 9 minutes and 50 seconds, I think, but you have a couple of options. You can either stay in this room, I'm going to play the audio, and you can either leave the sheet and just listen, or you can listen and as you read along, or if you would like to, the aircon is on in the admin area in the library, if you would like to go for a little wander that, and, and then back into the air conditioning, <laughs> you can take the sheet with you and not worry about the, the person reading the session out for you. Just out of interest, who, who uses like Geo365? I know there's a few people who aren't here um, uh, who do use it as well, but no, that's cool. Okay, so this is new for you. This is not today's session. This is from January 1st. So at the beginning, she's going to say, it's Monday, the 1st of January. I know it's not Monday, the 1st of January, but um, I just thought, you know, this would be a good example because we are still thinking about the beginning of the year and setting ourselves up. So, um, uh, yeah, as I said, if you would like to stay here and just listen, um, great. One of the advantages of that is that you don't end up doing that in three minutes by going, pause and pray. Okay, next. <laughs> you actually stop and pause and pray. Um, and so if you do take the sheet, um, I'd encourage you, when it says pause and pray, that's my encouragement, pause and pray. <laughs> um, so, any questions? I feel like there's a bit of like a classroom thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to test you afterwards. Um, at the moment, at the end, I'll leave another couple of minutes of silence just for us to reflect. Um, and then we will go back into a time of worship and song. Today is Monday, the 1st of January. Happy New Year. Together at the start of the year, we are recommitting ourselves to a daily pursuit of Jesus by reflecting on and shaping our lives around the three loves at the heart of Christianity to love God with everything in us, 
to love others as we love ourselves, and to love the world generously, outrageously, and joyfully. These three loves are best shown to us in the life and person of Jesus and expressed in the six practices or holy habits at the heart of Lectio 365. These are mission, justice, hospitality, creativity, learning, and prayer. Each day this week, we will consider one of these practices, starting today with mission. As I enter prayer now, I pause to be still, to breathe slowly, to recenter my scattered senses upon the presence of God. Holy Spirit, you make all things new. Awaken my heart to dream new dreams in this new year. I set aside my baggage or worries I have been carrying, releasing my heavy load and finding home in your presence. I breathe in your pursuing love towards me. I choose to rejoice in God's constantly loving presence today, joining with the ancient praise of all God's people in the words of Psalm 139. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. Today I'm reflecting on the way Jesus invited his followers to participate in the daily mission of bringing God's light to a world in darkness by choosing those who would be with him. Mark 3, verse 14 to 19. And he appointed twelve, to whom he named apostles, so that they might be with him and he might send them out to preach and have authority to cast out demons. He appointed the twelve, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, to whom he gave the name Boanerges, that is, sons of thunder, Andrew, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Ministry flows from intimacy. Before any tasks or work, Jesus chooses these twelve to be with him. 
and what a collection of personalities he chose to become part of his intimate circle. Fishermen, lawyers, tax collectors, and even a future betrayer are among those chosen to participate in demonstrating and announcing the kingdom of God. I am struck today by the broad diversity of who Jesus calls to join him in daily pursuit of his mission. What does it look like for me to simply be with Jesus today? Have I been distracted or discouraged from the simple joy of his presence? Jesus, I pray that you would be the first love of my life. I pray for those who are being sent out on mission to show the world that God is love. And I think of a missionary or full-time Christian worker I know. Will you renew their faith and courageous creativity for the year ahead? As I return to the passage, I listen for a particular word or phrase that the Spirit is highlighting to me today. And he appointed the twelve, to whom he also named apostles, so that they might be with him and he might send them out to preach and have authority to cast out demons. He appointed the twelve, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James to whom he gave the name Boanerges, that is, sons of thunder, Andrew and Philip, Bartholomew and Matthew and Thomas, and James the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus and Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. The mission of these first followers was shown in word and action, preaching and authority. 20th century Welsh minister Martin Lloyd-Jones said that all preaching is truth coming through a man on fire. Think of this list of companions, ordinary men and women sent out on mission to unsettle the places of darkness in their world. I long to proclaim the fiery hope of the gospel and cast out fear darkness, oppression, and pain from my community.
Holy Spirit, will you burn in my heart and soul? Give me the words to preach your truth and the authority to unsettle realms of spiritual darkness. In this new year, may my life be a witness to your power. And now as I prepare to take this time of prayer into the coming day, the Lord who loves me says in John, As you have the light, believe in the light. Then the light will be within you and shining through your lives. You'll be children of light. Father, help me to live this day to the full, being true to you in every way. Jesus, Help me to give myself away to others, being kind to everyone I meet. Spirit, help me to love the lost, proclaiming Christ in all I do and say. Amen. Amen.